Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, and we can help you keep that running. Thanks to the help we get from Dan Burns, who is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Good morning, Dan. Good, good morning. To, good to see you again. Have a good week at Lloyd's? Good, good week there, yeah. We yeah. got caught up a little bit from the cold weather, and, and uh, we're ship shape again. Well, again, you and I talk about the weather all the time as it's concerning uh, vehicles. And uh, the snow that we, uh, well, we may get. We still don't know. It's not 100%. Well, you know, it's it's interesting about the snow because when they first started telling us about this this storm, it was 2,000 miles away. So I think it's remarkable that they can even hit a 100-mile stretch that... And it, it, they're pretty good. It's it's pretty accurate. But how can they do that from two thousand miles away? It's, it's amazing. And uh, I was looking at the forecast again. Uh, this is a car care show, not a weather show. But uh, this 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 makes a big difference, especially people have drive times come Monday well, and or Tuesday. This is when people with snow tires are really going to oh, appreciate yeah. the fact that they have snow tires. You know, we've spent all fall putting snow tires on for people not too far from it being time to start taking them off. Isn't but. that true? <laughs> Thank God for that. Yeah. But, uh, but the, uh, yeah, this is when you really appreciate it. And, and people who put snow tires on and it's a hassle. I mean, for, for the customers, it just is, you have to store them and it's yeah. messy and, and you got to get them there and all that. And, but boy, on, on a day like Monday, if it turns out to be what it is, they're really going to be glad they have their snow tires. I was thinking about that. As you know, Tony drives a rather ancient SUV. Right. Uh, do people in those uh, big vehicles, and I say it's relatively speaking, do they put, because the tires look kind of knobby anyway, do yeah. they do they put snow tires on uh, trucks like that? Well, they do. You know, out in Colorado, especially up in the mountains, they do all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, the difference is not that the, not the aggressiveness of the tires. The difference is the compound of the That's tire. That's right. And the snow tires are so soft, and they really are. I mean, you can just touch them and feel them. It's almost and, like a tread on a tank, right? Well, you can imagine... <laughs> When you when you actually touch them, you can imagine as soft as it is that it really does get in there and get a hold of grab. things and grab, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is why you can't use them in the summertime because it just burns them right off. I they bet. they would not make it through one summer season without being ruined. All right, I tell you what, Dan is here as he's helped us out for over twenty years here in CCO. If you have a car care question, phone it in or text it in. We're already getting a bunch of text messages. Dan six five one nine eight nine nine two two six is the number. Or a text, 81807. Here's a text. Car would not start right up. Uh, received an air code uh, PO106. It took a few minutes to start the car. Took it into a repair shop. They had replaced the map sensor a couple of weeks ago. Took it back to them. And they said the line to the map sen- sensor had water in it. What would cause water to be in the line? Well, it's con- it's condensation. It's moisture. Okay. Of, of any kind. And... and- uh, when you're dealing with an engine, uh, condensation and moisture is a big deal. I mean, it's, it happens all the time because of all the temperature change. Like when you, 
you know, you pour a cup of cold water in, in the summertime and, and set it on the table, it gets the table all wet. Sure. Well, the same thing happens in your car. Any of the vacuum lines, of course, is, br- is bringing in outside air, and the cold or warm or whatever's going on with the engine uh, causes that condensation to happen. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that oftentimes uh, – it, the, the water gets in there for some reason, and then it freezes, and that's oftentimes what causes the trouble, which, which would cause a trouble with this sensor. Hmm. But at any rate... So it's not a you've seen this, obviously. Well, once before. the engine warms up to full operating temperature, which is why everybody tells you, make sure you drive your vehicle. They need to be driven. They need to be brought up to full operating temperature, which takes a half hour or more. Ah. And so if you never do that, you need to do that once in a while, just like Tony. Yeah. Because uh, things need to... The car is meant to be driven, and if you don't drive it, it uh, it doesn't work right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. All right, let's go to the phones, Dan. Jake in Morristown is calling in. Jake, you're on with Dan. Good morning, guys. How morning. Are you guys good, good. I got a question, Dan. Um, my catalytic converter's got a leak. Mm-hmm. It pretty much separated from the, the pipe itself. Is it a problem if I keep driving it like that? Will it cause engine problems? No, it's on the outside of the. I mean, it's on the back side of the engine. Um, right. The, you, yeah, you could get a little bit of miscalculation um, from an oxygen sensor, and you probably will get an oxygen sensor code because air is getting at the oxygen sensor, which messes it up. But that being said, the vehicle will find a a, a medium. You know, the oxygen sensor is not a strong enough code to make it run full rich and and follow out spark plugs and stuff like that. But uh, but in the short term, for sure, you're fine driving it. Long term, you should get it fixed because, you know, it's going to have an effect on your gas mileage. It's going to have a, 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 an eventual effect on your on the performance of the engine. But uh, but in the short term, it's just fine. There you go, Jake. Thank you for the call. Uh, let's see. Text number, by the way, is 81807. Let's go back to the text before we do a quick break. Uh, do you have any idea what would cause my heated seats to go out simultaneously in my 2014 Chevy Silverado? Well, I, wherever they get either their power or their ground, they share something common, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's a power thing. So start with the fuses. Uh, check the fuses and see what's going on. But if it's both of them, that's good news because then it's not one of the grids, which is expensive to replace. Is it really? Uh, more than likely, it's a, a sensor or a relay or or a uh, not a sensor, a a power, a ground, or a relay, something like that that's causing the trouble. Okay, very good. Relat- seems sounds complicated, but relatively easy to find and repair. All right, for you guys, it for is. us, yes. yes. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. We'll get back to the phones in a moment or send a text if you like. Uh, Dan will be here till just about 745 this morning, so don't wait. Text number is 81807. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with ASE certified technician Dan Burns. From Lloyd's Automotive, located where, Dan? I know where, but you tell everybody. Let me tell you, we are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria uh, on Grand Avenue. Right between uh, the Lex Restaurant yeah. and Cafe Latte. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of good places to go hang out while you get your car fixed. There's a lot of good places. Yeah, there. a lot of good places yeah. to go. But uh, anyway, you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give us a call. I think uh, Big Nick is there today. Big Nick, all right. 651-228-1316. Very good. 
Back to the phones we go. Kelly is calling from West St. Paul with a question. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, Dan. Um, I have a question about no starter operation on a 99 Lincoln and a 2001 Ford pickup truck. Earlier this week, neither one would in, do anything when you turn the key. It had lights and all that thing, battery voltage is a 12.6. But when you turn the key to start on both vehicles, there wasn't even a click. On Thursday, they both started perfectly. Is there something generic about the starter system in a 4.6 liter Ford V8 in certain weather? <laughs> Makes you wonder, doesn't it? Uh, no, yeah. I, I don't. I would not say that uh, that I could tell you. Oh, yeah, that happens all the time. That's common. Uh, although I would tell you, in severe cold, weird things happen. And I, my first thought was, did some moisture? You know, did you happen to drive through the same snowbank with both of them and, and get some ice up in or some moisture up in the starter and have it freeze? I have seen that. And then, uh, of course, as it warms up a little bit, then that starter or the ice will break away and it'll work fine. But as far as a common, you know, relay or, or something like that, I would not say that uh, that I could put those two together for you. Oh, okay. No. Very good. Strange coincidence. It is. I'd, yeah, I would. I would look more like at uh, at where you live or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Kelly. Uh, let's see who's next. Uh, Pat is calling from uh, Maple Grove. Pat, you're on with Dan. Good morning. Um, I have a question. My I have a 2016 Chevy Impala, and when I turn the heat on, the AC that little light comes on. Mm-hmm. Is is that normal, or it is. should I be turning it off? Well, you can turn it off, but no, you <clears throat> you should leave it on because what happens is the it uh, the the uh, when it's warm enough for to cause condensation on the inside of the vehicle, the air conditioning compressor runs a little bit to dry out that moisture. So you'll find that if you have a whole bunch of key, people in the car and you leave that air conditioner on. Uh, you'll have better luck with keeping it dry and inside the car and keeping the windows clear. Keep the windows clear, yeah. Although I've noticed, you'll, and you'll notice on a long trip when you have it on defrost with the uh, with the air conditioning on, your eyes dry out. Oh, <laughs> never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, so beware of that. But, okay, uh, But no, you. you should leave it on, uh, especially when it's snowing and when, there's, when it's damp outside, you should leave that on. And Tony and I, uh, when we're out at lunch or whatever, we see, and we get text messages about this all the time during the day, too, here on CCO, is people don't realize that either they don't know it's the law to have your headlights on when it's snowing or raining, or they think maybe, well, I have an automatic uh, headlight right. thing. They they do. But a lot of people don't turn on their headlights. You know, it's really important, too, because uh, young people don't know what's going on in my life. And as we get older... We don't yeah. see very well at night, and and so wear bright colors. Turn your headlights <laughs> on, uh, even during the day. Seriously, yeah. it, it is very very important. And in weather, uh, that glare and stuff, cause, I have a hard time seeing. And so, yeah, your, that's your, true. Your lights on are a really big deal for me. Yes, and signal your turns, please. Signal your turns. Oh, yeah, <laughs> don't get me started. off the soapbox. Here All right, sorry. <laughs> Stephen Buffalo is next up on CCO. Go ahead, Steve. Good morning. Hi, gentlemen. Thanks for your time. Say, uh, my neighbor lady and her daughter, I didn't think this was possible, but they, they, uh, at night they put their battery in backwards. Now her car don't go past 40 miles an hour. It's a, uh, 06 Chrysler 300. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm no mechanic, but I'm thinking fuses. She wanted to junk it out and the car looks immaculate. 
Um, what do you guys think? Well, uh, I, I'm thinking fuses too. And uh, the fact that it won't go over 30 miles an hour, I'm not sure. But, you know, that it a worst case scenario is she did some damage to, you know, the, the um, computer on the car. Um, I doubt that, though, because all of that is protected with fuses. So I think more likely there's a fuse that's blown and, and there's some sensors or something that aren't getting power. But uh, we see that all the time where people either go to jump a vehicle and, and do it backwards or they install a battery backwards. And, you know, nine times out of ten, it turns out to be that there's a main fuse blowing somewhere, oh. which is part of the protection system. Sure. That's, that's why they have that in there. So I think, I think you're on the right track. More, more than likely, it's a fuse that's blowing somewhere. Good luck hunting, Steve. Thanks for the call. 651-989-9226. Text number is 81807. Here is a text, Dan. A 2010 Edge sounds loud when accelerating, louder when cold. Sounds fine idling and at steady speed. Any ideas? Well, uh, I wonder if, you know, on on the exhaust, there's a whole bunch of tin heat shields. And I wonder if a heat shield is rattling. They can be pretty loud, uh, so if it's a if it's a loud, tinny sounding thing, uh, it's a very easy fix. Bring it into your shop, and they'll raise it up and either weld that heat shield back in place, or clamp it, or simply remove it. Oftentimes, they can just be removed. And uh, but if it's a tinny sound, that's what's going on. Okay. Yep. I have a texter says an O3 Taurus does not give good heat. The windshield will stay defrosted on the lowest blower setting. Turn it up anymore, from there it gets cold. Yeah. <clears throat> For some reason there's lack of flow or coolant's not getting warm enough. Okay. Uh, two things that would be the problem. One is the heater core is plugging up. Perhaps back flushing the heater core would take care of that problem. The section, second option is that the engine itself is not getting warm enough. And if that's the case, then uh, it would need a new thermostat. Okay. You find that often? Often, need, oh, yep, thermostats. yep, yep. Okay. Especially when we go into that cold weather, yeah. people say, my heat works just fine when it's 30 out, but when it gets below zero, I have no heat. Can you comment, uh, Texter says, on the premium fuel recommendation for my 2017 Audi A4, please? You have to use it because it's a high compression engine and uh, the manufacturer recommends it and so do I. So it's a bummer, but... At many of the gas stations, if you can find a, a discount card, and especially on premium mm-hmm. fuels, they give you a pretty good discount. I know at one of them you can get a ten cent discount. So, oh. uh, get the discount card and use the uh, use the premium fuel. Okay, very good. <laughs> Somebody commented on my comment about the turn signals. <laughs> this is funny. It says this is Minnesota. Turn signals are optional. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break, Dennis. We uh, will have more show to come. Keep in mind, Dan will be here till about seven, about another 14, 15 minutes or so. So we'll get back to the phones and the tech screen as well. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny, along with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. We'll tell you how to get in touch with him in uh, just a moment or two. Uh, boy, we've got a lot of callers, Dan, a lot of textures as well. Let's see how many. We can do a, a lightning round right. here, shall we? Let's see who's been waiting. John is calling from Bloomington. John, you're on CCO with Dan. Hi, good morning. Um, I got a 2002 Camry I bought new. Um, it's got 215,000 miles. All the repair work has been done at the Toyota dealership. 
Um, I, I man, maintained it very well. Uh, check engine light came on, and uh, Toyota said I needed a new catalytic converter uh, for $3,000. Wow. I, I trust them implicitly. I don't think they would try to rip me off. But can you get a used catalytic converter and put that on the car? You can, or you can get a you can get a used one. You can get an aftermarket, or uh, you can ignore it. <laughs> okay. The the uh, fact of the matter is the the catalytic converter is still working. It's just working inefficiently, and there's a an oxygen center center on the front of it and an oxygen sensor on the back of it, and the one on the back of it is seeing too much. Uh, oxygen or whatever whatever it's looking for coming through the uh, tailpipe or through the converter, which means it's not as efficient as it's supposed to be. So those are your choices. You can get an aftermarket one. Uh, you can, I wouldn't go with a used one because it might be worse than the one yeah. that you have. That's a, that's a wear item. And I, so I don't think that's a very good idea. Um, or like I say, you can just ignore it for a while and see what happens. Okay. There you go, John. Tracy's calling from Wyzetta with a question. Tracy, you're on with Dan. Hi, how are you? Good. Good. So here's my question. I have an 07 Accord, and um, my radio, when I say it works, when I turn it on, everything, I can see the numbers, I can see everything that looks like I'm turning the volume up and down, changing the stations, whatever. But so all summer long, it didn't work, and then, so nothing comes out. And then all of a sudden, a couple weeks ago, when it got crazy below zero, I get in my car and I turn my car on and on comes my radio. Hmm. It's been nine, it's been a year maybe. <laughs> yeah, you know, aside from the radio, there's probably an amplifier that's uh, that's part of the system. It, it, it can either be part of the radio itself or it can be a separate unit. Um, I don't have manuals in front of me to look it up for sure, but I suspect what's happening is your amplifier is the part that's not working. And like I say, it, it I'd have to look it up, but it might be part of the radio itself or it's a, a separate unit. And maybe it hopefully it's – well, I don't know if you hope it would be a separate unit because either way it's a expensive repair. Oh, it is going to yeah. be costly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. We've got to make sure that radio is soldered on That's HBO. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tracy. So, Tracy, well, I guess her, her solution is what? Bring it in? I actually do that. Whenever I do radio work, I reprogram it to WCCO so that uh, – <laughs> You're good good for business, guy. yeah. Good for you. <laughs> All right, good luck, Tracy, with hunting that down. Carl is calling from St. Paul. Carl, what is your question? Good morning, Dan. See, I have a question. I have an 02 Ford Ranger, and uh, mileage is no, not that great, but uh, somebody told me, you know, maybe you should maybe try and turn it over to dual exhaust. Uh, what do you think about that, and what do you think the person can do to get a little bit better mileage? Honestly, I found very little that, you can do to, to get better exhaust. People will try different air filters. They'll try, uh, you know, even reprogramming the, uh, the, the OE uh, PCM to change some things to get better gas mileage. And I have not found anything that is way successful. Trust me, the manufacturer is doing everything they can to get every mile per gallon out of that vehicle that they can because they uh, you know, it has effects on emissions, and they get they get charged on all that sort of stuff. So they're doing the best that they can uh, with it, and I think that's it's just kind of is what it is, and it's as good as you're going to get. One thing that I have noticed is when they change the blend of gas between summer and and winter, and add more alcohol to it, that seems to have a hard 
or it seems to be hard on gas mileage. So yeah, I've noticed uh, that. Maybe if you can can find uh, something with a lighter alcohol mixture, that might help you with some mileage. All right, Carl. Thank you, uh, Judy in Brooklyn Center. May be our last caller this morning. Hi, Judy. Hi. I was wondering what your opinion was on a car wash as far as soft touch or a touch free. Well, they're all fine. Uh, they're all important. Most important is wash your car because if you don't yeah. wash it, it gets it wrecks it. Uh, the t- the touch one, the the soft washes uh, clean better. They they actually you know. In order to get something really clean, you actually do need to touch it and clean yeah. it. Uh, but it oftentimes can leave a little bit of a, a mark on the clear coat, which doesn't hurt the car at all. It's just a fact that it's there and you can see it. The touch-free, of course, is just water pressure and, and uh, is fine too. But uh, but you but like it, that underbody wash It too, does don't leave you? a little bit of – the, the touch-free leaves a little bit of residue on I when see. you're done. Okay. And I do like the under undercarriage yeah. wash. Yes, yeah. that's important too. This time of year especially, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Judy. I know uh, you're going to be with us for a couple more minutes, but uh, uh, here's another. Let's go back to the tech screen. Uh, 2001 a Ford Windstar. Shrilling sound when started in the morning stops as the van warms up. Had the belts replaced, started it up again the next morning, and was doing it again. Yeah, I think you're describing a belt. So I wonder oh. if when you had the belt replaced, if it um, if it got adjusted properly or if it's got a spring an automatic spring adjuster, maybe the adjuster has gotten weak and, uh, and uh, the, the, the adjuster needs to be replaced. That's pretty common, actually. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay. So if it's a belt squeal, it's obvious. Any professional would know that sound. Uh, and if, if you put a belt on already, then it probably needs a new adjuster. Dexter says, I have a 2001 Chevy Silverado. My heating fan stopped working. I replaced the blower motor sensor, and the fan will not operate on the high settings. Uh, pro- it's probably the blower motor resistor, although that's backwards. It usually will work on the high setting and not the others. But at any rate, uh, I would have to look at a wiring diagram to see what's what's going on with the power supply. But uh, But most commonly, when you get certain speeds that don't work, it's either the blower motor resistor or the uh, switch itself. All right, let's see. A 2011 Jeep Patriot. The engine light is on, rough idle when starting, but runs well after warming up. Put code reader on it. Everything points to an O2 sensor. Uh, There are two. We are looking to replace the front one upstream. Is this the one part that could possibly solve this problem? Probably not. Uh, You're getting an O2 sensor code because something else is going on. If it's running rough when you're starting it up when it's cold, I suspect that there's a vacuum leak somewhere. The O2 sensor light is on because there's a vacuum leak somewhere, and the O2 sensor is stuck on uh, one setting because it's getting too much air blowing across it. So I think more likely you should be looking for a vacuum leak instead of an oxygen sensor. All right. I think we have time for one more text, Dan. On Tuesday... While driving my 2014 Ford Escape, said engine was shut, shutting down. I went from 55 to 5 miles an hour. I started it again. I got to the gas station, filled up. My tank was between empty and a quarter. When I stopped at the, my mechanic, no codes. He can only think it was because I didn't have enough gas for this weather. Have you ever heard of that? Not I think really. we had that question before, yeah, too. I, I don't think so. That, I think it... Uh, 
I mean, obviously that's what you did and it, it made a difference. So uh, my answer always is, well, if it worked, then leave it alone and see what happens. Um, but, uh, you know, the, unless, the ta- unless the gauge is reading incorrectly, there's no reason that it shouldn't run properly on an eighth of a tank of gas. That, I mean, that's still, still a, enough. a couple gallons or several gallons of gas. It should run fine. We're going to do a more show next week, Dan. Uh, how do we get in touch with Lloyd's? Give us a call at 651-228-1316. Find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net or, uh, or come on over, 982 Grand Avenue. Excellent. Have a good week, Dan. Thanks, Thanks you too. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.